You are listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 17th of May 2020. This week, Paul talks with school's librarian, Valerie Dewhurst. 104.7 Well, welcome to the Weekend Wind Down's Waffle segment. Uh, this week, uh, I had the absolute pleasure this afternoon of being able to talk to a very old friend. Uh, and uh, Valerie is the very first person. She doesn't know this. Uh, she's, I'm the, she's the very first person, uh, professional, that I came into contact with uh, when I first started teaching. Uh, the first day that I was sent on my first placement, which was a, a school that I actually went on to work at, um, I was sent from reception into the library because uh, that's where you know generally you, you have meetings for things in schools uh, and I was made made welcome by Valerie herself uh, it was an absolute pleasure to be able to talk to her this afternoon we've covered so much ground uh, in the interview I'm going to hand over to her Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Weekend Wind Down. I'm Paul Jenkins, and this is our Waffle segment, where each week we talk to usually uh, authors or writers or poets or performers, uh, but occasionally we like to speak to people that are using those very texts and books uh, that people are producing. And today we've got an absolute treat because we have a librarian in our midst. Uh, I'm speaking to Valerie Dewhurst. Can you hear me, Val- Valerie? I can hear you. Hello, Paul. All right. Uh, and where, where are we speaking from this afternoon? We're speaking from my home in Blackburn, Lancashire. So you're over in Blackburn, uh, so we're not too far. We're just straying slightly outside the valley, but we don't mind that on the weekend wind down. We're okay. Uh, now, you, <laughs> now you're uh, you, now you, you live in Blackburn, but you also work in Blackburn. Uh, can you, you d- tell us whereabouts you work? I work at Queen Elizabeth Grammar School in Blackburn, also known as Queggs. Yes. Um, and I'm head of library, the librarian at the senior school there. And and it's quite that's quite a job uh, to manage because I've seen your school library. It's it's what I like to refer to as a proper school library. Uh, it, it actually feels like you're walking into a library. It's not. It's certainly not a learning resource centre. Yours is it? Definitely not. And it is a huge library, and we cater right through right up to sixth form. That's right. And how many? I mean, how big is the is the school? Because it's quite a lot of pupils there, isn't it? Yeah, we're well over a thousand now. Yeah. So yeah, I, and we've uh, been. I was going to say, (laughs) go on, what were you going to say? We've been at very low numbers and we're now quite high. So, yeah, we're doing pretty well. It's. I was going to say, it's uh, catering for that number of pupils must be, uh, particularly as well, because you go right up to sixth form. How, how do you find sort of catering for that wide range of, of, of different materials within a library? Um, I find some days it's quite quite stressful yeah it's I think having that link that strong link um with all the staff there um and and just finding out what they need for the curriculum Mm. and you know getting on board with that and yeah that makes it a lot easier I think it's really important that you have got that link with the teaching staff I think so yeah it's especially in a, in a school library you've you've got that kind of balance between what they're learning in lessons and actually all of the the stuff that we'll talk about later is in terms of their reading for pleasure but you've got you've got a kind of fine line to balance haven't you Definitely yeah um how how have you found this whole uh, sort of dealing with the lockdown partly personally uh, in terms of how you've been getting on with it but also <laughs> how the uh the uh library might uh sort of uh, sort of interact with with pupils and students so at first it was quite tricky and you i think i'm not on in 
on my own saying this, but I think all the librarians were thinking, what on earth can we do? Mm. Where do we go from here? How are we going to support these pupils, students? Um, but actually, it's been okay because we are very lucky. We are a Google Classroom school. Yeah. So everything's been set up that way for the homeschooling. And because the library as well has also got some classrooms within Google Classroom, I've really been able to work well uh, that way and, and just keep things flowing, basically. And how does that work? with the? Because I know that a, a lot of teachers I know had to get up to speed really quickly with some of these interactive tools. Google Classroom, how does that work with the, with the students? So for me, what, we've had it probably oh, a few years now at school at Craig's. For me, with having the timetable library lessons, I've been able to set up the Google Classrooms mm. um, and probably had those in place about three, four years now. Sure. And we use the reading program Accelerated Reader. Uh, there's a classroom for that now as well so that children can keep on top of what's happening and uh, reach their awards or if they've just got you know, little problems about logging in, mm. um, that's all in place. There's also another classroom for... Uh, the library skills that they do um, and they've been able to access those from home as well so basically it's just been a case of setting up classrooms for particular subjects um, with, with me obviously with the library based subjects all the different classrooms that I could create a Carnegie classroom um, a book club classroom absolutely endless but it's re really been it's worth in gold it's just amazing and it's so quick to do i mean all the children now are using it for every subject so they just basically need a code to log in and they're there in a classroom a virtual classroom so it's almost literally as you say it's, it's like a virtual version of what they might have been experiencing in school anyway yeah. um definitely just, yeah just the way of communicating has changed i think it's is i think somebody said uh, to me a little while ago can you imagine if we'd have had this lockdown scenario maybe 20 years ago um when we didn't have all this technology it would have been so difficult to be able to you know we'd have physically been posting things to people wouldn't we <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would, have, would have taken so much longer um well i, I think it's, it's fascinating the way that the schools it, it, it sounds like the things are almost continuing as they as they have been i mean obviously everyone wants to get back and have that contact but it's mm. it's nice that actually children are still getting that learning experience and being able to to access things from home um what we're, what we're going to do is we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that that kind of wider role for school libraries um in the second section uh, but we're going to take a bit of a music break now um now the first uh, first of your music choices uh, i think is very apt for the current situation uh, and you've gone for gloria gainer um, what what was it why why have you chosen this particular song for us that's basically just one of my real favorites from you know from the past from my t my own teenage years it's just one that's just stayed with me and obviously you know i will survive it, you can survive you want to survive you can survive at anything as long as you put your mind to it it's just a really strong um, piece of work song music track that has stayed with me it's one that it says to us all we're going to get through this somehow isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> well we're going to leave you now with glory gainer so it's Paul Jenkins here with the Weekend Wind Down, and I've got my guest, uh, Valerie Dewhurst, uh, from Queen Elizabeth Grammar School Library over in Blackburn. Uh, and we've been chatting to start with about uh, libraries in lockdown and about how pupils have been interacting with each other. But actually, there's a wider network of libraries out there uh, that we're going to have a chat about now. And uh, you've been quite instrumental uh, working with the School Libraries Association. Do you want to tell us about what, what that association is and how it works? 
So basically there's lots of branches for the School Library Association. We've got our own Lancashire branch. It's been going a long, long time. Um, I was secretary for 15 years, um, then decided to take on the AR facilitator role, which has been absolutely brilliant. And it's just that way where we can just meet up. We meet up, we aim to meet up three times a year. Um, We visit each of the schools. We just share good practice. Um, Lots of social media going on now, so we can share good practice that way way as well. Mm -hmm. But it's just basically having that support there, knowing that all the other librarians are doing the same thing. You know, we're all in the same boat. We've all got the same daily problems, minor worries or big worries. And it's just great to be able to share that support with one another. It is sometimes when you've got, when you're getting together with your peers and you, like you say, you've all got the same common interests, but also common problems. Actually finding a way to to do that together, it it can be a real support, especially during times like this. Have you, have you, uh, have you had sort of instances where, where other librarians have have met up digitally during, during this time? Yeah. um, We're we're actually doing a lot of the Zoom as well during this lockdown. We've been meeting up that way as well. Um, but can I just, well, I am just talking about librarians. Can I just yeah. give a big shout out to Emma Suffield? Absolutely. Who, who, who we've, uh, we've, uh, I've, I've had a contact with, uh, uh, also working over in Blackburn. Go on, give a, give a shout out for, for Emma. <laughs> big shout out to Emma because um, Emma and myself, we do, we keep in touch daily. Um, we're very close. <clears throat> we're friends, good friends. Um, our schools are very close to one another and we're on social media daily we're just sharing everything that we do emma i think is a guru of fiction she's <laughs> constantly constantly looking at new fiction buying new fiction she's definitely the one to ask you know for a book recommendation and she's just a wonderful person to know we get on really well fabulous fabulous librarian uh, and also she was school librarian of the year last year that's yeah, it that's, that's quite right a- yeah I mean, that's that's quite a, a thing to have around your neck, isn't it? It's a, it's a, a big title because, you know, there's a lot of school libraries out there. I mean, I think I think it's close to 10,000 schools. I, I mean, I don't know how many particularly of those that still have uh, working libraries, but it's uh, it's also, I think, nice to see people sort of, like you say, sharing and, and, and bigging each other up from time to time. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Emma thoroughly deserved um, School Librarian of the Year Award. She works so hard. She tirelessly works so hard in a school library and she's constantly looking for new ways to promote books, literacy, and she gets on so well with the children and the students there. She's got some fabulous book clubs going. So, yeah, very well deserved. I think at some point or another we're going to have to get Emma on the, on the show to, uh, to, yeah. to chat about this in, in, in greater depth. And one of, one of the things that you mentioned as well uh, just a, a moment ago is the Accelerated Reader Programme. Now, now listeners might not necessarily I, – I understand this because I've been working with schools quite a lot. But uh, <laughs> do, do you uh, – how, how do you explain that Accelerated Reader Programme? So it's reading programme. Um, all the books are levelled. So the children sit a reading test when they first arrive with us. And, you know, that gives out a reading age and uh, book levels to work to work with. Um, the children are working with these levels when they're choosing their books from um, our school library and other libraries. And they basically read their books, enjoy their books. That is a biggie as well. Mm-hmm. And then they take a quiz on that book. 
And I think at the end of the quiz, for most of the children anyway, you know, they are passing those quizzes. They have read those books. Mm. And it's just confirming that, yeah, they really did enjoy that book and they knew that book well. Um, so we've had it in place five, six years, and I really, really enjoy delivering it. I deliver it every day to year seven and to year eight. And I can personally say that, well, I personally get a lot of satisfaction out of delivering it. And I know for sure that they get a lot of satisfaction out of reading those books. And they're all excited when it comes to quizzing those books. And because there are awards at the end, I mean, you can make your own awards up or follow the ones that have been given to you. Yeah. But it's great to be able to have some leeway as well and, and, and design your own awards. So there's always prizes and awards at the end. And it's just having that wealth of, you know, fiction stock where they can choose and enjoy those books. I think as well what you were saying about actually talking about books and that, that book talk is a really important thing for for. Uh, children to be able to do once they've finished a book to be able to talk to somebody else about it and say you know this is this is what i've learned or this is this is the journey that it took me on or all of all of those things uh, and it's a, it's yes it's a way of checking learning but it's also just a way of you know stimulating discussion which is just as important as reading the book definitely i mean they, they love to share those books at the end you know and sometimes in library lessons we'll have a little session at the end uh, a peer book recommendation session so they you know they stand up and they talk a few minutes about the book they've just read and quizzed and it's great to be able to do that and what a great way to, to inspire confidence as well um now we've just uh, having a look at uh, your your next music choice now and there's a theme developing here we've gone from gloria gainer to start with uh, and now you're taking us to ottawa there's a disco theme most definitely coming through here <laughs> what yeah is i mean this is this comes very much under the cheesy bracket we have we've had uh disco we've had it on our what we call our dance yourself dizzy segment uh where where basically i try and teach the world to dance through radio um i mean is there is there particular memories of, of this song for you <laughs> just you know just being able to go to a disco again from my youth and my teenage years just being able to dance just i, I do remember going to um blackpool mecca <laughs> <laughs> i always remember that um yeah and definitely from the the disco era just dancing well taking us way back to the 70s here's ottawa Welcome back to 104.7 Rossendale Radio. It's Paul Jenkins here on the Weekend Wind Down, and this is the final part of our interview with Valerie Dewhurst uh, from Queen Elizabeth Grammar School Library. Uh, now, we, we're really big on reading for pleasure here. Uh, we've talked to teachers uh, about reading for pleasure. We've spoken to some authors and poets uh, about their book recommendations, and it's it's great to get this uh, from you because, obviously, you are literally living in a sea of books every day. Uh, have you got any particular books that, uh, that you want to... Uh, sort of pick out as maybe recommendations for people yeah that'd be great yeah um right now i'm shadowing okay the carnegie book award mm -hmm. um normally we do the carnegie and the cake green away but because of lockdown just been able to um have time really to concentrate on the senior school one which is the, the carnegie one okay so again as mentioned before the google classroom has come well into this and has really really helped so I was able to set up a Google Classroom um, and meet with the children virtually once a week, just like we would have done at school. Um, and there are two books. I mean, the children are really struggling, I must admit, finding time to get through all of the eight books. But oh, right. I'm sure we've got plenty of time left yet, so I'm sure we will get there. But one of my favourites so far is a book called Lampy. Oh, okay. Uh, 
yeah, so uh, I wouldn't say it was anything different than the other books that, you know, that I've enjoyed reading, but it's just a real adventure, adventurous one. It's just kept me on my toes throughout. Um, it's basically about a child, a lighthouse keeper's daughter. Oh, hence and the Lampy, right? This makes sense. Yeah, that's a, yeah, and it's a lovely name as well. It, it, you know, you, you're thinking at first, goodness me, what a strange name, but it, <laughs> it's all very in keeping with the, the story. And there's a real adventure to it about when the lantern goes out. Uh, there's a ship which is um, shipwrecked, and that's when the adventure begins. And definitely one that has. Uh, made a big impression on me so far and yeah so i would definitely recommend that one so that one's lampy Who, who's that by that one's called lampy now then i probably won't be able to pronounce this correctly but it's <laughs> annette, annette now i don't know if i'm saying that i'm sure that. that's that's certainly give us enough to to, to look it up we'll, uh, we'll what we'll do uh, is we'll put that in the show notes and we'll uh, and and then that'll uh, give people a chance to go and look it up themselves which you wonderful you say it's a sort of adventure story i suppose it's there's a, a certain remoteness as well with with lighthouse keepers and that that whole idea of living your own in the in the big tower and all the rest of it that must come across in the book as well yeah i think so yeah but that the adventure side of it i mean at school at Quegg's, i would say everyday children are asking for books with you know adventure in it it's got to have a real adventure um so that's one that i'm definitely going to be able to uh, promote well when i when we do return it's it's a good thing as well an, an adventure story as well i think because it, it's everyone wants something where it's going to take you on a journey to somewhere else and i suppose at the moment escapism is is absolutely key we we need to be finding a way to reconnect don't we and, and if, if and if a story takes us on that journey then that's that's a wonderful thing i think Definitely, yeah, definitely agree with that, yeah. Oh, so what was your other what was your other recommendation? Right, so the name you will, you will have recognised, Anthony McGowan. Ah, yes, indeed. <laughs> so, Lark, so this is another one. Mm. So this is, this was the third one for me to read, and I basically, when I'm looking at the front cover, the image, I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm really going to enjoy this. And sometimes, because these are, most of them are children's books, you know, and you're an adult reading these books, you're you, you kind of thinking, is it going to be for me? Am I, am I going to be able to get into it? But I have to say, this one, I did. I've really enjoyed this one as well. And, of course, the name, Anthony McGowan, you know, you're thinking, well, I've read books by him before. It's going to be another good one. And, indeed, yes, definitely is. So I would recommend this one. Again, another adventure. Um, it's a trek across the moors and you know oh. if you love to be out there in the great outdoors outdoors walking then this definitely is one for you um yeah so it, it it's some children which are very left very vulnerable and in a dangerous position so yes yeah, so you're on your toes there you're on the edge of those you know the page and you there's a cliffhanger here there and everywhere I think a lot of children's yeah. writers are really tapping into that. And I think it's come from sort of, you know, developed out of the fact that, that kids television has got much more um, uh, sort of engaging in terms of taking people on adventure stories. I think there's been a real move recently for, for children's writers to, to have that sense of trepidation, almost going back to that, that kind of Enid Blyton style of, of the, the yeah. famous five. You know, there was always that sense of we're going somewhere. And, the, and like you say, there was the, the outdoors is, is coming back and that sense of adventure and that yeah. spirit of adventures very much returning to to children's literature i, I think it's um it's there's been a big swathe of, of those coming 
sort of in the last few years, I think, with people like Anthony Horowitz maybe writing about spy thrillers for children or, or maybe mm. Michael Morpurgo taking you back into sort of historical times, but adventure stories as well. There's, there's a real sense of um, uh, there's a, a, this spirit of adventure returning to fiction, I think. Definitely. And I think as a, an adult reading those children's books as well, you know, it, it's fantastic that you, you can actually get along into that adventure yourself and it does take you back to your own reading as a child. Um, oh, that's what I did want to say. I was to say my husband, mm. who, doesn't, who doesn't normally read, <laughs> <laughs> during lockdown, is now for every reading. So, it's I'm exactly the same. And I, it's always been a, a, a thing for me. I've always been vaguely embarrassed about this is that writers and I speak to lots of writers about this as well, is that we spend so long writing and talking to other people about writing and promoting reading. The amount of time we get for reading is actually pretty minimal. Uh, and and this lockdown has allowed me I've read I've read three separate books. Ella on the outside. I read uh, very recently. Uh, I read uh, Jelly by Joe Cottrell uh, during the lockdown. And I'm currently in the middle of Kick the Moon. Uh, by Mohammed Khan and it's that would be my recommendation for for the moment is it it's a it's a comic book story about a, a young Asian lad who uh he's uh he's, he's basically pigeonholed and told he can't be Superman as a, as a child because of the fact that he's the wrong color to be Superman so he, he comes up with his own comic book character and it's, it's a really quite a gritty story in places but, but I'm absolutely <laughs> loving it um and reading children's fiction again has, has really sparked something in me to help my own writing so it's I, I, I would encourage adults to read as much children's fiction as they possibly can it's it's a it's a real connection that to, to lost youth i think certainly is there paul <laughs> well said <laughs> um now we've uh, right we've, we're, we're coming towards the end and it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you this afternoon um now it's it's the the disco theme does not finish uh because we are we're finishing on a very special song for me uh, uh dancing queen from the uh, this was this was one that uh, ABBA were uh, number one when I when I when I was born. So I've I've always got an affinity to ABBA. Um, but Dancing Queen to finish. Why why is that? <laughs> Again, it's the disco kind of thing, isn't it? It's it's your youth. It's um it's it's the freedom that we did have. Um, and ABBA just a fantastic group. You know what more can you say about ABBA? Every single track they had, I just fell in love with. And of course, this weekend, it should have been the Eurovision Song Contest this weekend, shouldn't it? It should have been, yeah, quite sad, but... You know, we are where we are. <laughs> well, Valerie, it's been an absolute pleasure this afternoon talking to you. Thank you so much for all of your song choices, your recommendations for books. Um, and, uh, and fingers crossed, um, it will be, uh, be, be back to some sort of semblance of of normal soon you can be back in your library uh, and you can be back uh, engaging with with pupils in whether it's whether we're social distancing or not um and uh, and and fingers crossed uh, we can keep those uh, keep those kids reading oh thank you paul it's been a pleasure to talk to you as well thank you right so we're finishing the show then with uh, dancing queen 104.7 rossendale radio and so we come to the end of another Waffle the Bite Size podcast. My thanks go to Valerie Dewhurst for spending some time with me this afternoon and talking about all things to do with school libraries, about book recommendations, about the School Libraries Association, about all sorts of things that you can do within the curriculum and, quite frankly, just getting her recommendations for books to read. Uh, it means I'm going to be uh, heading to Amazon, I think, and uh, ordering myself some brand new books. As usual, uh, we will be back next week with a brand new guest. My thanks as ever go to Melanie Kemp and Lee Ball for their work on Waffle 
the Bite Size podcast and to our colleagues at Rossendale Radio for allowing us to broadcast across the airways in the first place. We will see you all next week. Stay safe, everybody.